What is up, Steel Studying? Happy Monday, November 1st, 2021, episode number 140 of The Study Session. I'm your host here, Jeremy Ritz, on this Victory Monday with a capital V. On this first day of November, life is good as the Pittsburgh Steelers defeat the Cleveland Browns 15 to 10 in Cleveland on Halloween. The Steelers move to four and three, currently sit in third place in the division and now are within striking distance of the Cincinnati Bengals, who are in second place at five and three, and the Baltimore Ravens, who are in first at five and two. And the Cleveland Browns, who were projected to be the AFC North winners at the outset of the season, sit in the basement of the AFC North. So how quickly things can change and turn and how the Steelers are now in a good position. But we're going to get into that here later in the session. But just want to start by saying thank you, thank you, thank you. My gratitude and appreciation to you for being a supporter of the Steel Study, for reading my articles, listen to my work, listen to the study sessions, the Steel Study podcast. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you. I would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you, get your question, comment, or feedback on the show. Every Saturday, I do the Steelers Saturday mailbag on the session and would love to get your question on there, so send me that. And then also, too, every Tuesday morning, and Tuesday is tomorrow, so tomorrow morning at 5 a.m., I record my other podcast with Jim Wexel from the Still City Insider. It is called the Steelers Insider, and Jim Wexel is a tremendous source of Pittsburgh Steelers information and experience, having covered the team since 1995. You want to check that out. Like I said, we record at 5 a.m. It gets published between 6 and 6.15 a.m., and it's great. You don't want to miss it, so check that out. But let's jump into it. Big win, four and three. The biggest win of the year was the biggest game of the year. I said it was a must win. They got it done. And now they have contests that are tremendously winnable against the Chicago Bears next Monday night and then following that against the winless Detroit Lions, which is at home. They have a very real chance to go six and three and only if something horrific happens, which we've seen that happen to this team in the past, they should be six and three. But the Steelers played a great game yesterday, not to say that it wasn't without its warts because there are definitely still areas for for improvements, but there are so many areas where the Steelers did show growth and that's important as this team is showing that they are getting better. And we'll start with the offensive side of the ball. For me, from just a game-by-game perspective, this is the best the offense has looked all year. And not that it was explosive, and unstoppable, but it was methodical. And it was the first time that I feel like I can honestly say that Ben Roethlisberger played in a rhythm. It felt like the plays built on each other. It felt like Roethlisberger played within a system. And as a result, they moved the football. They scored touchdowns. They got first downs. They kept the defense off the field. It was refreshing to see. The running game was Highly effective. Now, they didn't put up a ton of rushing yards, 
But Najee Harris consistently picked up positive gains. He got the hard yardage when he needed it, picked up the first down when he needed it. That touchdown was beautiful where he just leaped from it looked like five yards out and scored. And he really is something special. And I was sitting there thinking yesterday, you know, he's having a solid year this year, but typically we see a big jump in growth in running backs from year one to year two. I can only imagine what this guy is going to do next season, especially as this young offensive line gets better. And, oh, yeah, how about that offensive line and what they put up in the running game? And this was a strong run defense, so let's not forget that. And a strong passing defense, a strong defense overall. Sure, they gave up two sacks, and Miles Garrett had a decent game, but overall, the offensive line played tremendously well, so they deserve kudos for that after a rough start to the year. They're getting better incrementally, and that's what it's all about. Getting better over time, getting adjusted to playing with each other, and the Steelers have to feel encouraged about how that unit played yesterday. The tight ends, Pat Freyermuth, how big was that catch in the end zone? That was like some Santonio Holmes type stuff. That catch just looked improbable. He squeezed it, he brought it down, and he got both feet in. I don't know how he did it, but kudos to him. He's going to develop into a weapon as the year goes on, even more so than he is now. That's going to enhance the passing game. Picked up a couple key first downs. And how about Zach Gentry? Wide open for 20 yards in the middle of the field. It's good to see Zach. I mean, who would have imagined him playing as he is? And maybe this gives the Steelers more of a reason to trade Ebron because it was the best output from their tight ends all season. And it was when Ebron didn't even dress. So time to cut bait. If you can get a seventh rounder, just unload him. Unload him at this point. The wide receivers played a good game. Probably no bigger play from the receiving core than the 50-yard reception by Deontay Johnson there toward the end of the game. Looked like a run pass option. Ben hit him on a little slant and pew, 50 yards. That iced it. Defensively, how about this defense? Number one rushing attack in the league, and the Steelers shut it down. That was my biggest concern heading into this contest is how were the Steelers going to slow down Nick Chubb? And for the most part, they did that. And at the beginning of the season, I said that the game against Buffalo was their best defensive output. I don't know. I would put this game against Cleveland up there because they really, across the board, the defensive line, the linebackers, outside backers, secondary, they just played well. And I know some people were jamming Devin Bush saying that, you know, he bit on that inside juke. And I can't even remember the the running back's name for the Browns. The free agent who ran for all the yards the week before against the Broncos. Yeah, he bit on that, but I 
I thought for the most part, Bush played well. He was aggressive. He was flying around the field. So I don't agree with the criticism that's out there of Bush following this Browns contest. I thought he played well. I thought Schobert played well. TJ Watt, once again, is an animal out there on the field, pressuring the quarterback, picked up the fumble recovery. The fumble was forced by Joe Schobert. Cam Cam Hayward may be the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. He's unstoppable. He's played lights out. No turnovers in terms of interceptions. Hopefully those come later in the season. But again, just an overall team performance. Now, it wasn't without its warts. Chris Boswell took a shot on a fake field goal, which, yeah, probably wasn't the smartest play, but if Boswell connects on that, then everybody's praising Mike Tomlin and saying that he's a genius for that call. And you know what? You're not always going to hit on those plays. So I don't think you could be too critical of Tomlin here. He took the risk. He trusted his team. It didn't pay off. But more importantly, Boswell took a big shot. He's in concussion protocol. Hopefully he's okay. That really limited the Steelers' options in the kicking game there towards the end. And it's amazing that they were able to win. Because a lot of times, no, not a lot of times, whenever Boswell went out, they had to go every play. They had to go. They had to go every single play. And they got it done. But they need to get Boswell back and healthy. Presley Harvin was okay. Not great. And if there would be any criticism of the team, it's just they have to continue to to grow. I, I don't know if I would sit and identify and say that this player was was bad or didn't play well. I don't know if I could be critical. I mean, if anything, the team needs to generate turnovers in the form of interceptions. We haven't seen that. So I guess you could be critical on that tip. But really, this was the most satisfying win that I can remember from the Steelers in a long, long time. And you have to feel encouraged now as a fan about what they can do. Now, let's not have any delusions that they're world beaters right now because they're not. They're not the Kansas Kansas City Chiefs of a few years ago. They're not that. But what's exciting is this team is getting better every week. And when a team gets better every week, incrementally, and that growth builds on the previous week's growth, and that builds on the previous week's growth, and that improvement compounds and compounds and gets better, what's this team going to look like come the end of the season? What's this team going to look like if they make it into the postseason. And I guess I say all that because the best version of this 
2021 Pittsburgh Steelers team. We haven't seen it yet. But we are seeing phases of growth and development every week. And if it continues, they're going to be in a good position. So again, great performances across the board. They can always be better, but in a hostile environment against a top-ranked defense, against the number one rushing attack, you have to feel encouraged. Now, the Steelers cannot lay an egg against the Bears. They're going to be playing a rookie quarterback in Justin Fields at Heinz Field Monday night. They can't have the letdown game. They are due, the Steelers are due for a blowout win. I can't even remember the last time they had one. It may have been that Cleveland game last year. They're due for a blowout win. Not saying that that's going to happen, but they have to be on guard against the, the letdown. Then if they could get the Bears, then they'll take on the Lions. And then after that, you get into the tough part of the schedule. Now, think about this. Everybody was touting the Los Angeles Chargers, but look how many they've dropped now. They just lost to the Patriots. The Titans have lost Derrick Henry for what may be the entire season. They're weakened a bit. The Kansas City Chiefs haven't been playing at the level that they've played at in the past. The Bengals lost to the Jets. So maybe this back half of the schedule in combination with the improvements of this Steelers team and hopefully the improvements they'll continue to make, maybe, just maybe, they can contend for an AFC North title. The hope is still there. They've clawed their way back. And it's an exciting time to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Life is definitely good here on this first day of November. And studying, 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 studying. That is it. That is the end. That is the conclusion of episode number 140 of the study session. I'm your host here, Jeremy Ritz, on the Still Study. Thanking you so much for listening to today's episode. My gratitude and appreciation to you. I would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. Be sure that you check out the next edition of the Steelers Insider Podcast with Jim Wexel. That's over on his site, the Still City Insider. We record every Tuesday. We're going to be recording tomorrow. Check that out. And remember on this proud day, not everybody is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But you, my brother and sister, most certainly are. Peace, everyone. Make it a great week. Rock that win out.